Welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. Let us help you escape your mind. Folks, welcome back to Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. We have episode number 258 tonight, and we are live. Uh, tonight, we have a special podcast. Tonight, we are announcing a new, uh, well, for me, it's a side project for Toby and Shane. It is a new endeavor. Uh, we are all very excited. We are here to announce that we are starting a podcast called The UFO the Roswell UFO Symposium. And uh, it's going to be sponsored by the Roswell Daily Record, uh, which Toby works for. And uh, we are very, very excited. It's going to be amazing. Uh, But before we get started, if you want, uh, we do have a link tree created. There are no episodes yet. We'll probably do the first episode sometime in the next two weeks. Um, So look for that. But if you want to follow our link tree, it's the links down below. Um, You can follow uh, Toby on um, Twitter. I have his handle down there. It's RDR Incident. You can also follow our producer, Shane. Uh, it's at Old Vet Symposium. Um, and yeah, it's going to be awesome. So uh, before we get started, too, if you want to support Mind Escape, all you have to do is click the link tree link down below. I've got a Patreon, which um, I'm going to upload a new Patreon segment we did with Leah from last week, probably tonight or tomorrow. Uh, tons of stuff on there. Um, so if you're interested and you like a lot of the guests that we've had, there's a good chance we've done uh, Patreon segments with them. So go check that out. Um, and there's a merch store, which with some of my amazing designs and doodles and sketches. And so go check that out. And yeah, if you want to support the show, all you have to do is go to Apple podcast or Spotify, leave us a nice five-star review. And uh, I really appreciate that. So, um, but without further ado, welcome on the show, Toby. And Shane's been on for a while now, so we don't need to say that. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're excited. Um, this whole thing kind of came together very, very quickly. Um, and uh, I thought it was a really interesting opportunity. Uh, as everybody knows, on, on Mind Escape, we talk about UFOs, but probably 25 to 33% of the time. It's not something we discuss every episode. Um, so I'm, I'm very, very interested uh, in the phenomenon. And um, while I've covered it in the past, I think that this is an excellent opportunity to talk to a bunch of new people uh, in that field. And also people that have been around for a long time that maybe you know I haven't conversed with or, or had dialogues with in the past. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, but Toby, why don't you give us a little bit of your background um, on this topic, what you're doing at the Roswell Daily Record, and how all this stuff plays together? Yeah, um, so basically I started at the Roswell Daily Record back in 2002. Uh, initially I was brought on as a page designer, so you're you know laying out the articles and the photos, getting them ready to send back to the press. Um, from there I became more of a uh, photographer as well so i spent a lot of years you know going out to crime scenes and taking pictures and just seeing crazy stuff (laughs) i mean um then from there i 
switch to IT, which, as you know, Mike is so much fun. And then after that, I was moved over to the design editor, which is what I'm doing now. And on the side, I'm actually going through our digitized archives and finding anything associated with UFOs, aliens, uh, you know, even high strangeness, uh, cryptozoology, just, you know, uh, the paper's been around since I believe, sorry, it's been around for 127 years this year. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it is. well, you so work for was, a newspaper, right. so we are going to quote you on that. So. <laughs> I said off the record. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so how does the record, you know, I think a lot of people have heard about Roswell, but how does the record play into this whole phenomenon? Uh, well, I guess it all goes back to July of 1947. I mean, obviously, Mr. Brazel found wreckage on his ranch, came into town, reported it to the sheriff's office, then the army and the air force became involved. And Walter Hott wrote what's now considered probably the, one of the most famous, um, military memos in history, you know, the announcement that they had recovered a craft crash an actual flying disc. So the newspaper received the, uh, received it. They ran it. And then the next day, the military came out and said, well, wait, never mind. It was a weather balloon. You know, just, just some strings and some tinfoil and popsicle sticks. So, uh, we actually had a sister paper at the time, which would print a morning edition called the Roswell Morning Dispatch. And the day after we ran the famous UFO headline, we ran a headline of them uh, retracting their press release, basically. So very fascinating um and you know even though we've called it the uh roswell ufo uh symposium we are going to talk about a lot of different uip ufo stuff it's not just going to be about roswell uh but i think that it's important because you could even say that whatever you think about the phenomenon the mythology that we currently look at this um or the 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 mythological lens or however you want to put it the way we look at this right now kind of starts at Roswell, right? Because even though there might've been incidents and sightings before that, that's really the main one that got this whole thing kicked off to where, we're, you know, um, everybody knows about it. It's probably the most recognizable case, uh, aside from like some of the more modern stuff like the Tic Tac and stuff. So, yeah. And I mean, honestly, it, it could have just been another story lost to history until people like Stanton Friedman came in and, uh, reignited interest in the case started doing actual research trying to get the truth about what happened he got all of these different witnesses to come forward and give testimony to what they actually saw uh i mean honestly if that effort hadn't been launched in the 80s it roswell probably wouldn't even be mentioned in ufology today Mm, absolutely um so shane you kind of put this whole thing kind of together i mean obviously we have the connections through toby and everything but uh you know you reached out to me you kind of put this all together your positive vibes and everything you've been doing uh kind of helped bring this whole thing together so why don't you talk about uh that from your end of things no one told me i'd be talking on my podcast man i just thought i was here to just stare and be a teller or something to your pin I'm just messing around, man. No, dude, so, you're talking now the whole time, so get ready. Yeah. No, one of the things that I, I don't know, 
I guess one of the things I did right after my experience was uh, when I first started having my experience was I started buying all this equipment and in my, I got it in my head that I wanted to speak to PTSD, addiction, surviving all those different things before I even knew what an experiencer was. Then a million synchronicities later, here we are. I just happened to own everything, so I threw it all together, you know, and um, now I'm here for people to laugh at. Positive vibes, do good stuff, right? I can speak to a lot of things. Um, let me show you this. This is how mad I was with uh, PTSD and stuff, just trying to figure out, you know, how to help. So I used to go to read white papers. So I don't know if you can see this. So each one of these, let me if I can throw it over here. Each one of those is a white paper, PTSD, addiction, all these different, covering different, these different topics. And I just couldn't figure out how I would have a platform to help speak, give back um, to people who've helped me. Wounded warrior is a big one, things like that. I owe people. So what I can do is I can tell you what not to do for sure. I can tell you some of the good things that I've done and speak to a lot of these things. So it's kind of nice to have a voice, right? Everyone wants to be part of a community anyway. So I'm very appreciative to be here and finger guns. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so Shane, you know, he, he hosts a ton of Twitter spaces and uh, I actually met him doing Twitter spaces. You know, uh, I've been jumping on a lot of the UFO Twitter ones for the last few months now, uh, hosting my own as well. Um, you know, I kind of do the mind mind escape thing though, where they're not all on UFO stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I met Shane through there, and we started clicking. He sent me a couple nice messages, and from there, uh, we just really vibed off each other. I like his positivity. I like how he looks at the phenomenon, and also he plays, you know, the lovable idiot. But dude, Shane's really smart. He reads a lot. He knows a ton about a ton of different things. Um, so, don't let him fool you, people. Um, and uh, I think that for me, it was just like I said, like when I when we got all into a group chat, me, Toby, Shane, you know, it was just effortless banter back and forth and jokes and um, vibes and everything. So, um, yeah, that's something that I, I really enjoy. Um, yeah, and mind, mind Escape's not going anywhere. We're, we're going to continue to do the show. Maurice will be back at the end of the month. We have Rick Strassman on the 30th, I believe. Um, so we're going to keep rolling longer episodes than ever, better guests than ever. Don't worry about mind escape, but this is just an extra new project that I felt like I had time for, but also, um, you know, we're working on the UFO UAP documentary and experiencer documentary, and I've been in the spaces a lot. I feel like the only way to truly do this thing justice is to immerse yourself in it and i've been fascinated with it for a while but i felt like you know now's a good time to just dive in and um see what's what so um yeah uh in terms of podcast you know we're still working out a lot of the details but we're gonna try and do it live like how we do mind escape um we're going to have lots of amazing guests. I don't know. Do you want to, Toby, do you, do you feel comfortable mentioning some names or you want to hold off or is there any, anything you want? Um, I mean, yeah, we, we could name just a few. Yeah. Start with, uh, we're going to have on Bryce Sable. We're going to have on Ben Hansen, um, Nick Pope. Um, I believe David Marler. 
So that's that's just a few of who. Yeah, who we're gonna. And have. there's a lot more, and there's actually a lot, lot of uh, interesting names being thrown around and ideas and stuff like that, as well as like some celebrities. Uh, so, like I said, I'm 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 interested when you, when Maurice and I or um, you know we have occasional people from UFO Twitter on good good buddies like Chris Wolford and um, Dan Zetterstrom and everything. Um, when we have them on, we'll talk about it usually, or Maurice and I'll talk about it. But again, this is just another um, way for me to kind of discuss a topic that I talk about a lot, um, and I, I feel like. Um, yeah, I feel like this was the perfect time to do it. And I think um, when we get into this, uh, I think we're going to not just have these amazing interviews with people, but we're also going to, I feel like, come across new research, um, different perspectives that we didn't even think about before. Um, so, yeah, I'm kind of where I was going to go. Uh, with the UFO stuff on my own. So I feel like it's a good time to start conversing with people. That's why I've been doing a lot of the spaces and stuff like that too, as I mentioned before. Um, so how do, how do you look at the phenomena, Toby? Like how do you, when did you first get into it? And then like, what are you trying to do with it now? Or like, how are you approaching the phenomena now? Well, uh, growing up in Roswell, I've always had an interest. Obviously, you go down Main Street here and, you know, the light posts are alien heads. And uh, as a child, I spent a lot of time at the UFO Museum uh, talking to a lot of the older researchers, reading books. Um, so it's something I've been interested in my whole life. Um, my father, I would say, is what got me into it uh, back in about the 70s the uh, german air force would come and train here because we actually have at the roswell airfield it's one of the uh, i think it's the, it was at the time the fourth biggest uh runway space in the world so my dad was at a barbecue with all these you know high-ranking german air force people and they all look up and they actually see what is he described as like a pendulum you know two balls with the rod in the middle only it was huge right so they watched as this object went straight up then slowly began to tilt like a pendulum until it got spinning fully and it just shot off interesting so they they called the officers called the actual airbase and nobody knew what the hell it was so as soon as my dad told me that story i, I was hooked i was hooked <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting. Have you had your own um, sightings? Uh, yeah, multiple. We're actually considered somewhat of a hotspot. Um, I've seen triangular craft. I've seen uh, just giant red lights dropping orange lights. Um, there's There's been quite a few, quite a few, actually. Um, so what I what I do is I just try and talk with people that have experienced this you know just to get everybody's perspective because i i feel like we don't know what we're dealing with and i feel like a lot of different options that are on the table could all be right at the same time if that makes sense yeah absolutely um and shane you know i know you haven't really talked much on uh mind escape so far even though you've been on a couple episodes is there anything you want to add about your own experiences because you are an experiencer 
I'll just kind of reiterate for people that are joining us that don't know. So, uh, hi, I'm Shane. I'm a combat veteran, survivor, and experiencer. Um, witness, whatever you want to call it. It's been continuous for about two years now, on and off, here and there. I live near Hanford. Um, loads of videos. Um, there are articles coming out now that it's around here. I've, I've seen some stuff that doesn't make sense. I've seen some nuts and bolts, but the stuff that gets me is the stuff that doesn't make sense. Um, you, you were just talking about when you are saying your dad's experience. Was it your dad you were talking about? Yes. Toby? Uh, I know what, uh, just one, sometimes I think the, the stuff that gets to me is when I see something and my mind can't figure out what it is, that feeling, like as your brain's circling through, okay, it's this, it's this, it's this, right? I, one night I was out taking photographs of the stars, and I, in a series of photographs, I got something moving. But as I looked to the right, I saw a series of three red lights that looked like lasers, but they're all the same length, and they were the same distance apart, going from the sky to the ground, just quick. I mean, nothing changed, no boom, nothing like that. And I, I just kind of like, wait, what is this? All over near Hanford. And so I, I've got a continuous experience, a wide varying experience. So I'll always keep saying, if you haven't read Operation Trojan Horse, Kiel, Eighth Tower, Kiel, or Belay, you're way behind. I saw two different people tweet about that today, actually. Somebody it's like, I can't believe I haven't read this book before. And then somebody else is like, that's weird. It's like a weird synchronicity because I definitely saw a few people tweet about that today, which I, I mean, I, it's a popular book in the, on the topic, but I just thought that that was weird. Let me ask, uh, you, uh, let me ask you a question, Mike. What was your uh, introduction book to the topic? book um i'm trying to think what was it uh i could probably find it actually let me pull up my uh kindle here because everything's on there since i started this i mean i've read stuff on it before like a long time ago um like there was like a couple books in our library at school that had like multiple mysteries in it like that kind of a thing i forget what they're called but i've we had a couple of those in our library. Mysteries, mysteries. Eh, no. If I saw the cover, I would be able to. I tell had some you. Time Life book. It was like a series of books, and one of yeah. them had like cryptids, UFOs. I still remember that. Mysteries of the Unknown was the name of that uh, book series. That's actually the first one I read too. Um, Deep cuts. Way to go. And actually, week. like I started listening to like Coast to Coast and like talk AM radio, people calling in and talking about like weird alien UFO like when I was like probably like 10 and that kind of gave me like nightmares about like aliens and grays and stuff like that so before I even started reading stuff that was the kind of stuff that uh was going on with me I'm trying to think what was the first see I've approached it backwards um I remember my great-grandfather was a pilot World War II Korea he had encounters with Foo Fighters twice right I used to call I kind of think he was crazier than a loon I didn't believe in nothing till I left when that what 2020 and then I started seeing the stuff. Shit, I still didn't believe. I thought I was losing my mind. That's why the <laughs> mental health stuff is important here, right? By the yeah. way, um, one of the things that's really cool and that's going on now if people are watching is uh, Ted Rowe and um, a couple people are doing like a reach out thing for doctors, mental health professionals. Let them know this stuff's real because right now there's people either on medication or getting a diagnosis that they may not need because, you know, I've even showed videos to professional and to mental health. They don't care. 
you know They're, it's still not real to them and it and it's a big problem if you think about the fact that you have to compartmentalize this stuff right yeah. especially if you need some help you need somebody to talk to it's not okay to only talk about this so speaking of 22 veterans a day commit suicide let's stop that right yeah, no, yeah. Shane, Shane's uh, right. And, you know, you'll hear a lot about this because obviously Shane is a vet, number one. And number two, he kind of overcame some pretty incredible circumstances to be clean and sober and productive today. So we're going to do like a whole episode on it. I'll actually have Shane on Mind Escape where he explains all that. But, uh, oh, so Shane, so my Mothman Prophecies uh, was the first one because I – I saw the movie when we were in high school, and then like a short while after that, I didn't even know there was a book, and then I found out there was a book, and then I checked out the book, and then from there, um, I think The Eighth Tower, um, that came a little bit later on, actually, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, all that stuff. I've read all of them by now. I, I can't even, The Invisible College, um, American Cosmic, I've, I've read pretty much all the, oh, Young, Young's uh, book, you know. Actually, I read that one kind of recently, but um, yeah. Have you guys? What was I, I, go ahead, Mike. I completely forgot. What I was going to say that I was going to ask you about. Oh, Mothman prophecies. Yeah. Uh, anyone that's listening that hasn't read the book, if you've seen the movie, you're de- doing yourself a disservice. There's quite a few other stories in there that it's not even Mothman. It's more like a what's going on around that area at that time. There's, and it's pretty crazy. Hot it's like spot paranormal too. too, right? Like that. Yeah. That was what kind of like. Ingrid Gold's um, one of my favorite stories. Yeah, that was yeah that's, of, that's what I was going to ask is about the Indrid Cold thing. I that's mean, a total, that's, and the movie puts them together, but that's a totally different thing in the book. Um, it kind of throws them in like it's the same thing, but in actuality, Indrid Cold was an experience. Uh, another a totally separate guy had. He was driving home, and something stopped in the road, uh, UFO, whatever you want to call it, and a human-looking man with the said the weirdest gaze and grin, like a Cheshire grin, Cheshire cat, kind of just floated to the car. And he was speaking to him without talking. And he was saying, you know, don't be scared. Put your window down. Right. And what most people don't even know is he actually wrote a book. Um, you can probably find it on Amazon or something. Chase, take care of that, please. He actually wrote a book about a series of encounters that kept happening. Indrid Cold supposedly kept coming back to his house. Yeah. yeah. That's, I, I remember reading about that. It wasn't just the one incident on the road. Afterwards, he would keep coming to him and speaking yep. to him, right? That's right. Yeah. That's and, fascinating. And- the weird thing about that book too is like it's again it's not just the UFO stuff it's paranormal stuff but then it's also like about like these weird humans or humanoids I don't even know what you want to call it that like humans but they're like very like they don't know how to do basic things like and they're like dressed kind of unusual they're doing unusual things there's some really weird things in that book so I really recommend people check it out again it's I mean I got into it because Mothman the movie um obviously you know I was like 13 or 14 See, and this is did, why I keep didn't saying, even know about you know John Keel at that time so this is why I keep saying Keel and Valet though because the Hopkinsville Goblins case you've got Bigfoot you've got um Indrid Cold Mothman uh what do you get Dogman People have reported these different things, right? Now, depending on what you want to take seriously, there's a lot of cases like the dog man that officers are involved. I'll tell you what I'm not taking seriously, and that's that hat, Shane. I'm not taking that seriously because I'm not taking Bigfoot seriously. You know what? I'm not taking Bigfoot seriously, bro. What are you talking about, bro? Yeah, this guy's... He's everywhere. Have you ever seen Bigfoot? Have you ever seen him? Have you ever seen Bigfoot? No, but he sees me. He's my protector. Okay. 
Yeah. If he you is? could find me some Bigfoot bones, we'll talk. But Have you hey, ever I'm seen Shane you. and Bigfoot in the same room? <laughs> I'm just saying. There's actually a good documentary uh, on Bigfoot where it's not actually Bigfoot, but it's kind of like a true crime story. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I actually watched it. It's did you like really that on Hulu? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. What's it called? Something I think it's just like called Bigfoot like Bigfoot. Kills? Yeah, the something. Bigfoot like... murder or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Was that the one where they're like uh, the marijuana farmers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Killed yeah, yeah. by Bigfoot? Yeah, yeah, don't, shh, don't, don't give yeah. it away. Don't give it away. Sorry. Don't give Way away. to go, Toby. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> He didn't ruin That's it. That's what I'm but... here for. He didn't but ruin it. I'm being serious. Wait a second. Wait a second here. I understand you're less woo than me, buddy, but I'm going to get you on the woo train. I'm telling you. Bigfoot and all of this is intertwined. There's a case in California. It was that happened in the 70s where these guys were going to the national park and they were building little lean lean twos, right? And they weren't supposed to. And for the series of two or three years, they were recording these vocalizations that no one's been able to say what it is. It's not human. It's not ape. And, and it sounds closest to a, some kind of an ape. And on top of that, they were witnessing having poltergeist activity and witnessing orbs and crafts. The bikers, so, right? Yes, it was. It was the bikers. Okay. Okay. Yes. That's right, Chase. Woo woo. That's right, Chase. <laughs> uh, and if you see Chase down there, follow Chase too. Give Chase some love. Uh, do you know what his Twitter handle is? Is it at Chase? Hi, Kyle. What's up, everybody? Um, you're here to check me out. Watch but, me. But, uh, yeah, follow. Himself. We're going to call him Young Chase because he's young and he's he's our social media guy slash uh, – I don't even know what you would call it. He's, yeah, he's he already like, booked a, he booked an appointment to get our our little uh what is that logo tattooed on his forehead. He's are you straight serious? up hardcore. <laughs> if he's you hardcore, do that, man. if you really do that, Does Chase, you, know that? you can be on the show if you really do that. So we'll put a camera directly on your forehead the whole time. Um, no, but yeah, all this stuff's fascinating. I mean, so like, let's talk about our roles on the podcast. I don't know if you guys, I, you know, for me, I'm going to continue what I do on Mindscape, which is uh open-minded kind of skeptical obviously i believe in a lot of metaphysical things however uh it's based in more of what we can't um things we can't quantify that we we think that there's something there uh that's where a lot of my um interest comes in so i'm you know still i'll still be coming at it from the philosophical slash scientific slash um you know just like the whole metaphysics in general. I'll be the the resident metaphysician on the show. Uh Toby, uh what do you what, what do you bring to the table, bro? Um I would say I bring more of a UFO investigative angle to it. Um working at the Roswell Daily Record, we obviously get a ton of emails with UFO related things and I try to look into every of them everything we get. Um, recently I received a call from an elderly gentleman in California. Now he said he and his wife witnessed a crash site of an actual UFO back in 1981. He claimed he still has pieces of the metal and photos of the bodies. So in speaking to him, he offered to send them uh, secure mail to the newspaper. I never got them. And so that's that's just one of the many crazy things we get. You know, um, we had a guy in Santa Fe that claimed he had an alien arm with the laser gun still attached that he was willing to sell. So I, you know, I, 
I look into all these things and I speak with people around town and online that have experiences or that have, you know, eyewitness accounts, you know, just testimony, photo, videos. Um, so that's that's kind of the angle I take at it is I, I look at these things and then I try and cross reference with things in the news or, you know, the news archives and see if any of it lines up. So, yeah, no, no, I, I love that. That's I think that's good. So we have a metaphysician slash philosopher. We've got our investigative journalist slash news newsy, you know, um, we're going to get you a newsy cap, Toby. And we so. have Bigfoot. Yeah, and we have Bigfoot. Uh, no, also it's at Chase Howard ninety seven. I added it to the bottom there so you can see it. Follow Chase. We'll call him Young Chasey. Um, <laughs> uh, Shane, what are you bringing to the table? Uh oh, he's having a, a, a side conversation. No, I wasn't. I was. I was just talking to uh, the Grays. They came for early probing. I don't have time right now. I said. Okay, so what are you bringing to the table, bro? Um, well, I got finger guns. Uh, I'm a veteran survivor of most things, right? I've seen some stuff. I'll say that. Um, also, I guess you were kind of right earlier when you said, I'm not just, uh, what'd you say about me? I, I like I to read. You, I, I don't you're... speak a lot. Go ahead. Say it. No, I, what did I, what did I say? I said, he's not just, uh, you said something about you being quite handsome and he can read something along those lines, right? <laughs> I think that's what you were saying. Oh, I said you're just not just a, a lovable idiot because you're not. Oh, that's right. No, I actually, I spend quite a bit of time reading. Um, last couple of years, especially uh, philosophy. Um, I enjoy physics. Um, I also yeah. Don't let him fool you because <laughs> UFOs. He's called now, out people. He's called out people to me. Be like, dude, I read that book. That person doesn't know what they're talking about. He would never yeah, say it publicly, things, but he does yeah, know what he's talking things, about. One of the things I like to do is I re I immerse myself I immerse myself in reading. Now this is going to be a little bit of a rewind. So after my experience, one of the things that happened, I changed so much. I stopped. I can't. I don't watch TV. Don't do movies. And I I was floundering for a bit. I couldn't figure out. But then I started reading, and that's I enjoy that. Like especially when we have conversations that involve the topics of UAP to anything involving physics, any of that stuff. Oh, I can go there all day long and just spit all night. You know, so. I guess I'm bringing life experience because I've lived a, about 17 lifetimes in my short time. And I don't say that as a brag. It's just a matter of, man, sometimes you could survive more than you can think, right? And I'll speak to that in any way because what I'm going to call crazy is I think all of it has to do is led here to this point. I experience all these different things. I look now and the synchronicity is just thick, right? Hmm. And I... I, I I think I have, I also offer, you know, with my past, the things that I've done good, done bad. I, hope, I offer a pretty big plethora of just things I can speak to. And that's not saying how or why to do these different things. It's just saying this is what I did and this is what happened, you know, and you can always overcome certain things. And I will say the, the most important thing to me is speaking as an experiencer that had struggles with mental health and addiction and things like that, because this is a big thing and there's not a lot you can do about it. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, I think that's something we can all relate to. We, 
everybody I know has had struggles with mental health in some way or another. Obviously, some things are worse than others, and some struggles are harder than others. Uh, but I think everybody can relate to that at some point in their life, whether it be depression, anxiety, um, whatever. And to the addiction thing, if you've never dealt with addiction, I think we've all had a family member or a good friend that has. So, again, all of these topics are amazing because they all um, – need to be talked about number one it's therapeutic and number two um i think it's like your story is like really important you know but like what youth went through to show to other people that are going through similar things how to uh overcome that and it's possible and uh you know some of the I'll stuff you told too. me about your own experiences are and like i said we can do an episode just on that where you describe your experiences yeah in that in i'll that say realm, this too if if i just as an example if I had the ability without, I mean, I found UFO Twitter and here's a shout out to UFO Twitter. It did save my life. There's so many people I owe there, uh, there that I can't begin to explain. And this is how I pay back. I don't need anything out of this except for maybe I help someone else. Um, this also helps me. So this is kind of about me, right? Um, the experience was one that I will say this now. I didn't have fun at all. It wasn't like, oh, this is exciting. It was kind of traumatic in my in its own right. And next week I go to Boston with Wounded Warrior. Friday I leave. Even now I'm stressing bad right now just because I'm like, do I talk about it? Or do I leave the experience part out? Why am I doing why am I stressing about that? But I am. It's it's silly, I know, but it's getting to me. It's like if I keep it, it's not like a full dump. So that's what the world we live in, and that's why I'm talking about it. Yeah, and, and I, I think that's very important. And I think uh, something else you should speak to, Shane, is you want to really make this new podcast uh, more of a community-involved thing. So maybe you should tell people a little bit, a little bit about what you kind of have planned in that regard. So what I'm thinking is this is going to be a journey, right? I want to, I mean, a lot of these guests or people have been on my journey, helping me figure out where, I, where I'm going, what's going on, you know, what's been happening. I take a little piece and a lot of these pieces have come from the community. And so we're going to have rotating, you know, people that come on and guest host with us as we have speakers, you know, I've talked, I've reached out to a couple people. Um, so, you know, Expect that. We want to keep, include people in the conversation. So we have several people you'll see rotating there. But one of the things we're trying to do as well is after our podcast, we would like to see if some of the guests would like to come. And we're going to have a space that you guys can interact and ask questions to. Say, uh, spaces that I run, you know, tight, you know, good things, positive vibes. Um, I'm curious, you guys out in the chat land, what do you guys think about that? I know what you can tell. One way you can show us that is you can hit the like button in here and subscribe. That's for sure. And make sure you retweet that. Yeah. Finger guns. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Um, Shane's our, our, our hype man here. Um, and, you. you know, Shane does a ton of uh, spaces on Twitter. We're going to do a space tonight after this is done on Twitter. Uh, but also, you know, the thing that, that Shane mentioned is like, we've built up actually a pretty nice community of people in, in Twitter spaces so much. So where you have like people in regular UFO community commenting on, uh, this wonderful community, whether it be positive or negative on uh, UFO Twitter, but it's mostly positive, but it's just people talking shit. You know, you know how it goes. Hey, hey Chase, do me a solid and go at Gary 
and Lou and have them come watch us. <laughs> uh, young Chasey. Um, so bottom line is, uh, it's all going to be about community and, uh, we're going to try and do like, uh, Shane said, we're going to do spaces afterwards. If we can get the guest on the spaces, um, or other guests or whatever the case may be, we're going to try and, uh, do that. So, um, you know, bottom line is, um, again, it's going to be a combination of things. It'll, it's not just going to be about UFOs, UAP. It'll also be about, uh, related topics. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's about bringing people together and, and not fighting, not causing drama. Anybody that knows me knows I hate drama on Twitter. I never participate in it. And I think it's stupid. Uh, same thing with Shane. And I know Toby feels the same way too. So, um, we're all about bringing people together. Obviously there's, this is a real thing that's happening. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to just highlight the positive, um, aspects not not from the phenomena but just like the community and then from the phenomena we'll we'll just report it as it goes you know positive negative indifferent benevolent malevolent whatever it is so um but yeah i think yeah that, I, go ahead sorry to interrupt um no, you're good. Uh, could you go ahead and throw up our gmail on here because i would like anybody in the community that wants to talk or feels like they have a story to tell to feel free to email us at any time I'll add it in the uh, chat here. Hold on a second. Okay. Pull it up. One second, guys. Real quick. Hey, Rob. I will. I'll actually text you, bro. Thank you for that. I will text you, Rob. Yeah. Shout out to Rob Heatherly. Thank you. My brother. Um, Veteran brother. Let's see here. Let me find this here. Um, but uh, I think that, you know, like I said, it's going to be really interesting because, I mean, I'm excited because I get to talk to a bunch of people from the UFO community that I, that I have not spoken to yet. Um, and part of that for me was I took actually, I jumped into the game a little bit on UFO Twitter very early on, like when it was brand new. Um, and then like a year later, I kind of took a step back just because of all the drama. It just seemed like a lot of fighting and stuff. And I stopped having a lot of like UFO guests, except for a couple people I really trusted and respected. Um, but I'm excited to jump back in. And I have, like I said, we're working on this documentary. Uh, it's important for me to not just have my own philosophies and experiences and draw from that, but also listen to what other people are saying. What's the culture like? What's going on? Cause I think it, it, it all plays together into the whole thing. So, um, here, let me put our email in here. There we go. Emails in the, uh, YouTube uh, live stream feed. If anybody's interested also, uh, again, the link tree link to our, uh, Roswell UFO symposium is down below. It has all the links to the emails, uh, our YouTube channel. Again, there's no content yet, but there will be soon. Um, so in terms of, uh, experiences, Shane, we're going to try and, so Shane's going to be in the documentary that we're working on. Some of his footage is going to be in that documentary as well, as well as his interview. I'm trying to get Toby in. I don't know if Toby wants to be in the, the documentary, but he's, he can be the last person in if he wants to be. Um, I'm going to have to get a good enough camera. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, we'll figure that out. Don't worry. I'll I'll have Shane fly there real quick and and film you. Um, but he probably uh, will. He probably would actually. Hey, can I, can we're I sending Bigfoot over. Let me ask a question. Am I not allowed to type in the YouTube chats or what? How does this work? I can't talk back to these people. 
Why? Why can't you talk back? I just wanted to tell Rob. He's my brother and I love him. That's all I was going to say. I guess I could have just said it, huh? I guess, forgot I'm here. My bad. <laughs> I'm typing it in right now just in case. It's, it's like when... <laughs> It's like when I hang up on you because you say something, we're on a phone call, and I like it so much, I go to hit a clap emoji, and I just click the phone off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, Shane's hung up story. on me like three times like we're talking in Twitter spaces or something. So I just get the, let me call you right back. <laughs> Shout out to Ocean Emily in the house. Um, I love Ocean Emily. She's one of my favorite people. So positive. Um, the pig always interested yeah she's got a, a pet pig that that we hear in the background that's uh sounds cute i'm sure it's cute i haven't seen it but i believe it what if what if she's cia and the pig's not real <laughs> the pig's in the cia everybody's worried about the people it's the pig um it's an agent the pig's an agent um, is this a charlotte's web sequel <laughs> that'll do pig um <laughs> Yeah, so in terms of, uh, yeah, so Shane, we're, we're doing the documentary thing, and um, hopefully, you know, Toby will help us get that to more people. He knows a lot of people in that realm of things. So, uh, again, we are, we're kind of in the editing process, except for a couple last people's footages here, um, and Maurice will be working on that. He's out of town right now, but when he gets Wrong back. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so in terms of my own experiences, I've mentioned this before, but I had an orb experience with my father in his backyard almost two years to the day here coming up um, in the next couple weeks. Um, and it was an orange orb. Uh, my dad and I looked up. It was his birthday. We're staring up at you know, the sky behind it. It's, we're not far from O'Hare. It was in the direction of O'Hare, but it wasn't like near O'Hare. Um, and uh, this thing just like shot off like fat it was there's no way this thing was a plane it was just hanging there slowly moving and then all of a sudden by the time i got my phone up to pull up my star chart it was gone so uh that's my experience in day-to-day consciousness most of my other experiences are based in you know altered states of consciousness so we'll probably talk about that uh different times i've definitely brought it up many times on our episodes on here on mind escape so um but, are uh, we talking like machine elves or machine no, elves, whatever you uh, refer to? No. I mean, I've I've had psychedelic entities, but more, you know, one experience with psilocybin and MDMA combination. Um, another one was very high dose psilocybin. Uh, I think it was like eight or nine dried grams, which is a lot. Um, and a couple lucid dream experiences, a couple meditation experiences um but yeah a lot of again a lot of altered state and then like a lot of like synchronistic kind of stuff happening too so um but yeah so i'm i used to be very skeptical of like the day-to-day consciousness stuff like the sightings the people experiencing stuff not that i never thought it was a physical thing but it was just i had never experienced it Uh, So I didn't know, but it's like, you know, when my dad and I saw that orb, we both just kept saying like how weird it was to one another. And there was that feeling for like a second when you see it where, you know, like when you're driving in a car and you have like a close call. (laughs) Sorry, I just want to say hi, Shannon Scott. You're good. Uh, You know, when you're driving in a car and like you get a close call or you have like, not like a near death in the sense that you're like, you're dying, but just like 
you feel like you're in a dangerous situation and your your adrenaline starts kicking your heart starts pumping you know that kind of a thing it was almost like that kind of a feeling uh just from looking at this thing so i thought that, that was kind of interesting um were you scared so, at all no but i just it was that's what that's what was so weird about it it was like that that fight or flight reaction from looking at it without fighting or or flighting <laughs> if that makes sense you know so i mean because because of my ocd and my mental health stuff i have a different fight or flight response like i'm very not scared of a lot of things that people are scared of and the stuff that you know does worry me or my anxiety is like stupid petty shit so um it's kind of reversed for me if that makes sense so like things like that um oh it makes sense yeah. uh speaking of reverse after my experience well uh, one of the things that's common with PTSD is hypervigilance. And it used to just, you know, my brain was always just constantly tired from that stuff. After my experience, it was slightly different, right? Um, it changed me quite a bit. Uh, I ended up, the hypervigilance, I went from being like, that fight or flight you're talking about is part yeah. of hypervigilance. So it's a constant thing. I went from that constant flight that was always there, that anxiety, to the opposite, just kind of probably being more curious than I should be, knowing that I'm a veteran and knowing that I don't know what this stuff is. You know what I mean? Like it's if probably it similar close, to OCD. In the I sense probably that, like, it. Do you have trigger? Like, is there things that trigger it? Trigger what? Like your episodes or whatever. Oh, I will say that uh, for me. I mean, you don't have to say what it is, but are there things no, that like... No, it's not even that. Look, I'll put it to you straight. I'm not going to lie. The last three years have been a bitch. Um, no other reason than I left, coincided, I left the care, last care was right before the pandemic, man. And I was a burn pit veteran, so I didn't, you know, I was scared shitless of going, get, catching it. So I sat at home and here I still sit. I've literally been to Bernal, Utah. That's the only place I've been outside of the mountains. With family's the only people I've interacted with in like three years outside of Twitter. Yeah, so, you guys out west are lucky in that regard. Like, I mean, I've got up north Michigan, which is beautiful, but I, I, I for some reason, I feel like I'll love the desert, and I've never been. You know, I've been to Vegas a couple times, but what, you're not going out in the desert in Vegas, you know. The desert's different than Shane thinks. <laughs> Well, you thought we didn't I have did. water in New Mexico. <laughs> yeah. I thought they were on some kind of a drought, man. <laughs> what were your words? Uh, Sahara-like? <laughs> I pictured Sahara-like dunes. I ain't going to lie. I used true. to live in Albuquerque. Is, Ro is Roswell pretty desolate? As like, a, like you said, because we were talking about like you were getting like a new webcam. You said it was like nothing was really that close. Is that you're not really close to much? Well, not, not necessarily. I just meant... As far as store options, I mean, yeah, the yeah. population here is right around 50,000. Okay. So, you know, like how far, how far is the night, like the biggest, closest you're, like, city? You're three hours away from anything of significant size. Okay. I mean, three hours away, you have Albuquerque, you have Lubbock, Texas, you gotcha. have Las Cruces. Interesting. So we're, 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 we're a ways from, you know, any of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think that uh, I once I get out west, I'll, I'll love it there because, uh, I don't know, I just like that vibe. And I love seeing, like, the stars without any sort of light pollution uh, here, in yeah. here in Chicago. I mean, you look at this towards the city, there's this, like, red glow that, like, emanates, like, 
into the night sky like so you can't see any i mean i can see maybe the main constellations the big dipper you know ryan's belt that kind of stuff but um other than yeah, that I, I posted in an article i want to say it was about three weeks ago uh speaking to that i can drive 20 minutes from my house 30 minutes and i can see the milky way that's awesome something you're not going to see where you're at dude i can never see that here but when we go camping in, in uh, northern michigan you can literally see all the stars i can see satellites i can see everything with my naked yeah, eye yeah and, and see that's where some of my sightings were because when you can see the whole sky there's there's so much going on like you said there's satellites there's planes there's meteors there's yeah yeah but yeah to the point about you were saying like hypervigilant i know people are commenting on it in the um thing for me you know with like ocd it's this, it's it's you you get in these n- negative mind loops um that seem to not have any end you have to kind of end them yourself um but in those mind loops like they get you get triggered by things so it depends on like what kind of ocd you have what your your fears are or whatever the thing is but yeah you get in these um you get triggered uh and then you get into this like fight or flight mode you know i would assume and i don't know enough about the brain scans on people with ocd but i would assume that a lot of the activity has to do with the amygdala which is your fight or flight um center in your brain you know like i don't put a ton of stock into like that kind of aspect of science because um you know like this part of the brain controls this and that part of the brain because like there has been studies like there's a duke fmri study where they scanned people they had people do a bunch of functions and they they were in the fmri uh, and they recorded it and then they had people come back like a couple weeks later perform those same functions and the fmri and they used a completely different part of their brain to perform that same function. So, again, I, I mean, I think that Are there's... Are you medicated for it? Me? Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. You yeah. don't have to answer if you don't want to, yeah. obviously. Oh, no, no. I, yeah, I have in, in the past and stuff like that. That's um, one of the things I'm struggling with. Do you, have you ever struggled with? Let me ask you this. Uh, like right now, I'm under-medicated for my ADHD. That's one of the reasons I completely lost when you asked me a question. I, I started talking. Yeah, dude, you're, super, you're, you're the most me. hyper person I've ever met in my life. Yeah. I'm kind of under-medicated currently, and that's one of the things. I'm, they're waiting until I get to Wounded Warrior next Friday because what's the point when I'm going to be down there? So And by medicated, I, I just wanted to point go out. Go on little tangents. THC and CBD is, is the medication. Is that what you meant? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm that. Which, which, which the by the thing. way, but by the way, like that is, it's for for me, that's a godsend. So, um, No, it, it helps level me out. Yeah. But, and for a long time, now this is another kicker I have to deal with, and some people do, a lot of people don't, but as someone who suffered from addiction, I don't like putting things in my body necessarily, right? Oh, absolutely, I, yeah. But, so imagine being so stubborn, you don't want the, med- like ADHD medicine is pretty damn close to amphetamines, right? To methamphetamines, it's an amphetamine. So I, I keep fighting the doctors on it, but then I'm all over the place, so then... yeah. They're trying this, and they're tr- that's. I hate the medicine game. That's one of the things I super hate. Uh, well, they gave it I to all that, of us when we were younger. That's for I, I'm like oh, me I and know. all my friends. We were uh, like, I was like, what was it like? They prescribed like Ritalin to like everybody. Like it was just like everybody has this thing. I don't know. I you know. So it's like here we are, twenty years my later. Doctor, <laughs> you she know. told me. She said, "You were never uh, diagnosed with ADHD uh, when you were a kid." I was like, "No, she never medicated." 
I was like, no. She's like, you're all over the place. I don't know how you did Were you anything. hyper like that when you were a kid, like before you went into the military? Oh, I was. Yeah, I was just all over. Mm. But, you know, I, I mean, yeah. I didn't know better. I just thought I was... You know, damn so, cool. but the way that this relates to the phenomena is interesting. Like I'm su- I, I'm hyper aware of things to the point where like I annoy my wife about it. Like I know I notice every detail of like every little thing. Um, and that's because of my OCD. Um, and it might be different for everybody that has these kinds of things, but I've learned to try and use it to my advantage. Right. So um, the hyper awareness, while it sounds bad and it is in some cases, I think that hyper awareness can be very beneficial uh for different things like research art music you know a lot of the stuff that i do i can use it to my advantage so uh just throwing it out there it doesn't have to be so grim in some cases um but yeah it takes a lot of introspection uh cbt therapy is great um understanding your own mind and how the mind works read books on philosophy of the mind that kind of a thing but yeah so but to 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 the how this relates to phenomenon being like hyper aware of things maybe you're more likely to you know stare up at the night sky and be aware of something or um be in an altered state and be aware of something there or something along those lines i don't know if if, if you feel the same way shane but i feel like that could be the case no i i do feel the same way and I actually want to mention that while I think about it, since I'm ADD rolling right now, I was going to say, uh, I know that Ukraine, their college or one of their colleges has been doing some science behind the UAP topic. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen that um, paper that they put out where they have two different names for like objects that are in the atmosphere. It's traveling like 30,000 miles an hour. Um, one of the things that I was going to point out was that stuff there is what I see here, like when they described it. Now, I say that because my son, uh, wife, and families, they've all seen, literally, looks like, they call them dancing stars. Uh, we've been camping. We'll be out in the, I see, you know, Rainier. And um, these, what was the name of them they used? They had a specific name for each one. Um, I can't think of it right now. But uh, I remember one time point, telling my mother-in-law, and then I'm like, hey, look at these satellites and then we, we looked up they were heading straight for each other and as they got to each other they each hard left 90 degrees whoosh, opposite directions and i i was just kind of like wait what was that um that's one of the reasons i ended up just kind of like everywhere i went i was seeing them and i didn't know and i assumed for a long time that it was either they're everywhere and no one's paying attention and my hypervigilance is why i see them or perhaps you know, they're just, for some reason, trauma, my trauma, has something to do with the fact that I'm seeing them. And this is just my opinion, obviously. It feels like there's a good article. Uh, Chase, get on Twitter and tweet this. Uh, good article. Um, I can't think of who it was. It's called Lighthouses in the Dark. And it kind of talks to this, right? Why some people have these experiences that are continuous. Um Mine's been continuous for a couple years, and and I it just feels like perhaps maybe I'm just a pulsing beacon saying, "Hey, look at me." You know, one of the things we should also take away now this this could be an all over thing. I'm not saying it's one thing or other because, like I said, kill valet. But most civilizations that are far advanced, war was they're probably so many years past war that this is intriguing to them. 
both watching us destroy each other, nukes, weapons of war, and the after effects, soldiers, veterans, people like that, which could explain a lot of experiences, experiencers. Now, this is all just in my head because it doesn't make any sense to me a lot of times other than that, because what's the difference, right? And perhaps whatever this, this um, thing is, this phenomena, it, to get into people, like I know they're talking about the um, the uh, hitchhiker effect, you know, like a, hitch, the way they hitch, perhaps it has to get into people differently because even though we're biologically the same, chemically in the makeups, maybe like a trauma could change your brain slightly or medication changes it. So perhaps they have to find different ways into our body. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. Yeah. And uh, I, I think it did. Um, and I stand by... No, no, you, sorry to jump in, Mike. Um, but speaking, you keep bringing up Valet. Um, an interesting thing, Gary Nolan. We all know he's been working with medical records of experiencers, and you know, doing research in that. Did you guys see the case he posted the picture from, where the family looked up and saw this, uh, like a star yeah, shape? Saw that you saw something different, and yes. then the picture came out different, right? Yeah, the picture didn't even show what the family saw. So I Yeah, mean... they saw something completely different than the photo. And I've seen that too. Matter of fact, let me speak to that right now. Um, I purchased, I have a gimbal, it's a DJI gimbal, and I use my, whatever iPhone I had at the time. One of the pains is you got to look at the screen that can kind of night blind you. Well, whatever this object is that I have so many videos of that would dive bomb me and just go all over the place directions. I've seen an upper atmosphere, lower Um I started noticing, and I've posted videos before, it's got active camouflage. I can tell you that with no doubt in my mind. I know that before I've been in a space and people argued that uh, there's no way they could change what your eyes see or what um, perhaps a camera sees. Are you kidding me? Uh, it's, it's not that difficult. I mean, we're almost probably there as the United States government. So something that's far advanced could easily use some kind of a far advanced microwave weapon, right, and change whatever but i personally watched as my phone was on the uh the gimbal and it sat on the tripod so i'm watching it with my eyes and then i see it on the screen and i could see it moving across the sky and it's just blazing and as i'm watching it it's still there and i look down and it's gone on the camera and i can't figure out why it's still there it's gone on the camera and i keep doing back and forth well i've had a couple times well i went back when it disappears if you enhance it it's still there it's just exact. It looks exactly like what they talk about in the Skinwalker book with that active, cam like that predator camouflage. It's there. You can see something being bl blocking it. It looks like a dark shadow pulsing now, but it's still there. Was that it new, the new uh, that new Predator big, movie called Prey? By the way, is phenomenal. People should check it out. It's really good. It's really good. It's really good. Um, speaking of the Bigfoot can you get the uh, documentary on Hulu, we were talking about earlier. Wasn't there uh, some kind of a picture of like a predator type entity in that document or documentary? Or am I thinking of uh, one of the missing 411 documentaries? Oh, missing 411. Here you go. Let me, I'll see. This is one of the things when I said I like to read after my experience and I realized, oh, this might be UAP. I would spend so much time reading about the subject in this listing. So I know there's a case on missing 411 that, um, there was a woman who was out hunting and she was up in her tree stand. And as she's sitting there, she sees something moving in front of her and she can't make it out, but it's exactly what you just described. So she goes to take a photo of this 
whatever it is, right? She pulls her little flip phone out. It's a flip phone, so you're not going to mess the camera up. She goes to take a photo. And whenever she takes the photo, all you see is almost some weird reflection, but it's her. It's like it's she. So again, this would make sense. So when she went to take a photo of whatever this is, and if it's an active camouflage, we're even close enough to where we have the active camouflage that kind of takes photos of stuff around you. So as she's taking a photo of it, that's what immediately hit my head. Oh, well, this is a technological weapon this thing is using. Um, so there's that case. And in the Skinwalker book, there's also uh, an officer, a Skinwalker, not Skinwalker's the Pentagon, um, the first book. But uh, an officer was driving down the road when what they would call a Skinwalker does uh, something similar. Or no, I'm thinking about the one in the trees, like an eight foot one in the trees. And they talk about it on the show as well. But there's one more case that I also read too that was similar. And I know I actually personally know someone that's seen seen that active camouflage up close. I saw today actually, I think the guy that does the missing four ones doing a UFO one. Yeah. And if I remember correctly, when the woman took the picture from her cell phone of this creature while she was out hunting, the actual picture from the phone was a resolution that was impossible for the phone to take. So that, that just adds another level of weird on top of and, what uh, we're already seeing. Speaking of this, Rob just made a point. It's on slide nine, actually. He's right, too. It's right there. It says they could change your consciousness. And I'm going to tell you that personally, I've, I'm telling you, I've seen some stuff, man. And one of the times I was on a Twitter space, okay, this, this happened. And two nights in a row, it would appear hovering, whatever this orb was. And I posted them on my Twitter. And it would just appear hovering. And just sit there and then as i go to get my camera it disappeared well this night i was actually out and i'm i think it was one of our spaces mike we're sitting there and all of a sudden all these voices that are on the twitter space are going high pitched, and i thought people were going on the um whatever that voice synthesizer thing and i was getting kind of upset but then my phone starts going a little nutty i'm like what the hell so for some reason i look up and i'm i'm seeing it and i'm like oh so i go to get my camera because it's like maybe 500 feet and I'm, I'm trying to get my camera to work, but my camera, all it says is photo, no video, nothing like that. And it's, and it keeps going wiry. Like something's messing with my phone. I'm like, what the hell's going on? All I could take was one live photo of this object. Right. And twice now that's happened to me when it was close to me, both times that I got video of it at this closest point, my phone jack was messed up and almost didn't get stuck with it. So it's, it's easily, it's something I, I have, I have no clue what it is. And the fact that perception is just an electrical impulse. Come on. That's an easy thing to change. So I just got to say a quick shout out to Tara in the chat. Shame. Yeah. Shout out to Tara. She's, she said she's put up with you. For Bigger too guns. Long. Um, <laughs> yeah, my wife. But they yeah. showed what really happened shout with your poor wife. They they showed what really happened with your sightings, and it, somebody had a uh, a drone with a cutout of Bigfoot over it, and they were just flying it around. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but for real, honestly, go check out Shane's feed because these videos, I don't know what that what what, the, what he's catching on there. They're not. They're definitely not stars. They're not. They can't be like a Chinese lantern. They can't be. I'm trying to think what else. Ball lightning doesn't happen that often. I don't know you what know, that is, so I don't know. I'll tell you this much. I hated my experience. You want to know why? I was coming from a situation where all I wanted to be was normal. 
you know, I, addiction, homelessness, all these different things. And that immediately, imagine having ADHD and now you're having experiences. Now that's all you see, read, talk about to everyone around you. And they, they're not believing in the stuff. So now you're just, when you're at your best, everyone around you thinks you're losing your shit, man. I hated my experience. It, imagine, there were times I imagined people thought I was crazy as shit because I'd be out in the yard cussing them. You mother, just cussing, flipping them off, you know, just because stupid shit, right? Just they appear, I couldn't get a video or stupid stuff. And I started blaming them for everything that's going on in my life. And I say them, I don't know what it is, but is that not ridiculous? That's that's how frequent my stuff is. Again, it could be because of Hanford, but I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I took my senator. No one gave a crap, man. And now they're just like, oh, there's, there's stuff on Hanford, over Hanford. I would think the nuclear site would be important. Yeah, Chasey, young Chasey's in there talking shit right now. He said Shane was never normal. Young Chasey. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I like I said, I don't know what those things are in your videos. Um, you know, I'm sure Mick West would chalk it up to something, right? Some sort of, what is that, radar or, um, not radar. What was the thing he was mentioning, the recent thing? It was like the reflection of. Yeah, but. It, the, Venus off uh, Swamp Gas. You know what? Mick is a good guy. He's doing this because that's his niche. I, I, I gave, I invited him. I said, dude, why don't you go to Skinwalker? No, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that I was because of that. I was just saying, Oh, I know like, that. I'm just saying, yeah. he doesn't, I know he's scared poopless that he's going to end up seeing something is what it is. Uh -huh. I just, what it is is he knows that there are places, even Ted Rose says there are hot spots. There are places where this stuff relatively often happens, right? Yeah. So why not get some of these people that keep saying it doesn't exist to go? Well, they get invited. Oh, I told you, bro. I'm down. I t I'll mention this again. If anybody wants to take me up on it, I will take psilocybin and walk through Skinwalker. I mean, that's just you know, it would be cool. How, how chivalrous of you! Now, and I'm not staying there because maybe there's something to stay in there where you know there's something you know environmental or something happening. You know, like so if it's a one-time thing, you know they they Geiger count me after or whatever. You know, I get out of there. Everything's you know I'm good. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying I don't believe in the hitchhiker thing, but I do believe intention. Intention oh, is important. I, I believe in it. Well, that's. I believe intention is important with with all of this stuff. If you've got Let good intentions, you or you're looking for true knowledge, and you know it's like, uh, you know, like the old myths or like what's that, uh, like the Indiana Jones stuff. Like if you're the, you know, the asshole trying to collect the thing for the gold or whatever, you know. But if you're there for the knowledge. You know, it might be a different story. That's my opinion. No. I know it's controversial, but well, let me ask you this: Don't don't so... bring up Indiana Jones because <laughs> we have this I've... guy at the newspaper. <laughs> Sorry, Shane. Let me just say You're this okay. real quick. This guy keeps sending us these emails. I mean, we get one a week, and they're forty-page manifestos. And I'm not, I'm not trying to knock the guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what his situation is, but. He brings up Indiana Jones and him constantly. And I'm not going to say what he says about him, but maybe maybe on one of the future episodes, I'll, I'll show yeah, you yeah. guys one of these emails because they're just... Sorry, I just wanted to throw that no, in No, that's fine. That'll be part of the $80 Patreon tier. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, most so of you guys basically nobody's realize... ever hearing it. Go ahead, Shane. 
what most of the guys out there in the audience don't realize is this is kind of brought together because this isn't just a normal podcast. This is kind of a quest for answers for me. These people we get to interview, it's it's more about how I found my way, you know, the little pieces I took, things like that. And this is an example. This thing is so wide ranging. The experience is so varying. You have uh, Bledsoe, Chris Bledsoe, who records similar to me. You also have um, Jim Simivan, who speaks of orbs and things like that, but it's a totally different experience, right? And then you have me as well. So I, I, I read things like, okay, oh, he's saying it's it's this. He's saying it's this, and it's the same. So I agree. I think attention maybe has a lot to do with it because I've never been scared. It's never been – I've been more – there were a couple of times that I was more – I needed to get a psyche valve. It's never scared. I actually, that's how skeptical I was. I, I actually, I'm losing my shit. I need to go back in twice. And it was, it was legit stuff, man. It's like, you know, I kept thinking, oh, I'm schizophrenic, but that doesn't happen at my age. And then the doctor's like, no, <laughs> you're not. So then I start recording and it's like, none of this makes any sense. And then I start seeing the cigar shaped craft. Yeah, most so, mental health stuff for men actually starts in their early to mid twenties, uh, and your your frontal cortex becomes fully formed at like twenty five. Actually, that's kind of roughly the same timeline where I developed my OCD. So yeah, you, yours obviously is mostly probably connected to your um, your experiences in the uh, Air Force and military and everything like that. So I mean, I can't speak to you earlier in your life. You obviously, I know you've mentioned other things that probably contributed to it too, but uh, I mean, only, you know, those answers, right? That's your journey. So in the words of the water boy, something's wrong with your medulla oblongata, Shane. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, actually been a really long time yeah. some movies though i go back now and i watch and i'm like this how are people doing tommy, boy. tommy boy tommy boy is good though classic. still it holds yes, up there's yes. some movies though i what was it oh saving silverman i tried to, i used to think that was funny like when i was younger i tried to watch it recently i'm like this is such a piece of shit of a movie i can't you know watch what this. you know what i, I, I can't went watch back this. i went back and i tried to rewatch fire in the sky no it's still still creepy as hell Oh yeah, well yeah, that dude. That's the first one I think. I'd, how old was I? I think I was like thirteen or fourteen, maybe even younger. That in communion. When that when I saw that for the first time, that thing just blew my mind. The fact that and when you're younger and there's no internet yet, and it says based on a true story, what are you gonna check that against? That's 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 for sure real and happening, you know. So, uh, I don't know what Shane. What are you doing, bro? Sorry, I'm just changing hats. Mute up. <laughs> a wardrobe change. You know, I need uh, to change things up a little bit. Different one with Bigfoot. Communion was a scary one too. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody mentioned the hitchhiker what? too. You know, for the hitchhiker thing, like I said, I'm not. It's not like I'm disregarding it. I I believe there's probably something to it. Um. <sighs> The way I look at this stuff is like if you respect stuff, uh, so like you could say whatever, like it doesn't matter if you respect it or whatever, it's coming for you, blah, 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 blah. But I feel like with all this stuff, I, the, the weird experiences I've had and these uh, anomalous experiences with either entities or whatever, it's always been positive for me. So like I know that's not the same case for everybody, uh, but 
this has all been part of my like knowledge quest and like there's an esoteric side of it that I've embraced. Um, so, um, again, I respect like we do experiencer spaces and people talk about the negative side of it. And I completely understand that. But for me, I'm open to experiences and stuff like that because, um, like I said, if you like, it's like a psychedelic experience. If you go in with proper reverence and intention and everything like that, you're trying to do something. Um, I don't see how that would be different. Maybe like, unless that's spots specifically for negative, um, uh, negative entities or something like that. Or there's just something about that specific spot. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I kind of feel like you're onto something there because, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell my story eventually, yeah. but the spot where my, event happened i always got like a creepy foreboding kind of feeling yeah so maybe it is maybe it is the spots are associated with different types of energy i mean i i don't know a couple of my experiences have been creepy but like i said there's you know almost like Jungian like shadow work kind of stuff where it's like i've embraced not like like i don't know i consider myself a really nice person but i i highlight to myself the negative aspects and work on them and stuff like that uh but when you're talking about like an external entity or something like that like i said it's like psychedelics in the sense that like if you have the proper reverence going in and i've tried to make contact with things and experiment with things in those realms uh and if you have the proper reverence i think it's okay but you know like you hear people getting like flipped off or they have a terrible experience and this entity's messing with them or a trickster or whatever it's because they weren't ready for that if that makes sense uh in my hey. opinion uh but yeah, I've, I've only you know i've only tried to remote view or i, I don't know what it's called precog or we try to talk to somebody i've only yeah. done that once i tried that last night in meditation i tried to talk to tyler henry because i sent him a dm about being on the podcast and i was like check your dm yeah I don't know if it worked, man. <laughs> no, you woke up my wife because we heard it in our bedroom. I did you? <laughs> I'm just it's good, huh? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. He's got some skill, man. Um, I I wish I was able to do that. Oh, Astral, somebody I I want to have on the show though too. Podcast. Yeah, he's he's been on Vice and he. Yeah, he I forgot. I got to get him on the show too. Stuff. Yeah, he reached out to me a while ago. I was going to have him on. Then life happens. We got to still get him on here. We'll have him on the new one. Uh, I like him. He's a good dude. Um, By the way, guys, if you get a chance, check in the chat because Rob's dropping some knowledge bombs up in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, let's see what he says here. Yeah, he's talking about experience. Oh, yeah, near-death. So, Rob, it's interesting because actually the documentary we're working on now uh, came because of everything getting shut down a couple years ago because our, our documentary was actually my cousin and I were going to make a documentary on near-death experiences. My mom had a traditional near-death experience where she was dead for a couple of minutes giving birth to my sister. Um, I've read all the books, Life After Life, you know, Eben Alexander's story. This Rob Gentile guy that we've had on the podcast is super. Go back and listen to that episode. If you like near-death experiences, this guest that we had on Rob Gentile, he had two traditional near-death experiences while he was waiting for a heart transplant. And he was given this girl's heart. She actually, a sad story, she committed suicide. He was given her heart, uh, saved his life, and he started having all these weird cravings for things like Skittles and things he never had in his life. And then he found out later on that like that was some of her favorite stuff. So, 
you know, thinking about that, I speculate, like, is there some sort of consciousness housed in different organs? You know, not just uh, obviously our brains, but throughout our whole body, some sort of like cellular uh, consciousness or, you know, some people would just say it's like cell memory or something like that. But I think there's a little bit more to it than that. Um, But uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting stuff. I'm open to new data and stuff. This is all just my opinions on these things. Um, And I know I differ. You know, Maybe we can okay. do a uh, a live show from uh, out here near Hanford with you two here. Get yeah, you guys hitchhiked. I'll go, man. Um, give me one minute. I'll be right back. I have the world's fattest Siamese cat, and she's currently going crazy. I have to just, feed her. <laughs> just just mute just mute your mic real quick before you walk. I will. Out. Okay. I, I can do um, finger guns if I need to take up some time, man. Um. No, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down to go places you know like i said we were gonna do a different documentary where we went around and actually met with everybody but this documentary is kind of like a a passion project you know like we've been interested in this topic for a long time uh chris wolford uh who's a good friend said he wanted to get his story out there so kind of all uh came together with stuff that i've been you know speculating and hypothesizing on for a while um so I'm excited about that, and I think that Kyle there'll has be... a question. Oh, okay. What uh, <laughs> what is first. disclosure? I... Yeah, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. So here's what I'm gonna. We're, I'll spin this this way. Disclosure isn't up to us. It's not up to our government. Disclosure disclosure is up to whatever this is. So yes, we may know. We we've already had. It's real. We've had that kind of disclosure. Now it's a matter of whether our government decides if it's a benefit to let us know if it's more of a benefit to keep it in the dark because it helps hide programs keep you know whatever going things like that i'm under the impression that for a, a something that is so far advanced it can stay hidden for as long as it wants and can appear at will i'm under the pl- impression that it's guiding disclosure it's showing it's yes i know there's more sightings but i think this is whatever it is it's leading disclosures always been uh again the crashes i think those are all show uh maybe manipulation guidance what do you think mike uh, yeah i don't <laughs> i pay attention to all the government stuff the congressional hearings i pay attention to all that um that's not my role that's not gonna be my role on this podcast on the new one it's just not my role uh I, again, I'll have those people on to discuss it. You know, I'm, I'm appreciative of everybody doing, you know, pushing this whole thing forward and the attention that it's you brought the last few years and everything like that. Uh, but I'm just more of like a philosopher, thinker, you know, kind of a guy, you know, like a metaphysician on this topic. I, that's just my role. I know what I know and I know what I don't know. I haven't studied all the documents and papers. I know there's people doing that stuff, you know, like even Chris Wolford, this guy's like a index of all the, you know, top, you know, uh, sightings and cases over the years. He knows all the stuff. And I know, you know, a lot about that stuff too, Shane. Um, That's just not me, you know? So in terms of disclosure for me, it's already happened for me. Like there's something beyond our spectrum of senses. So whether that be aliens or something metaphysical that we don't even know about, I I already know that that exists because I've experienced it myself. That's gnosis, you know, gnosis, 
comes from Plato, and it's the idea of knowing something through personal experience uh, or spiritual knowledge. So, um, so yeah, I don't need disclosure in that sense, but I understand it's important for the world and, and people out there. So that's why I said, like, I pay attention. I'll, I'll give people the voice. I'll help out where I can to amplify things. But for me, it's I'm like I said, the philosopher, metaphys- uh, metaphysician. That's that's what I'm doing here. So um, Rob also made another good point. He's kind of got it on. I, I kind of agree. There's two factions, one for and one against disclosure. And that's what we're dealing with right now, the reclassification and things like that. Yeah. Disappointing. So, so make sure if you guys are in here, senators, congressmen, write, call, let them know this is not on, this is not on par. So the one thing, though, I will mention about that, too, is like I mentioned this in the space the other day, too, which is I, this, this has got to be a delicate topic, too, because if this has the implications of having these advanced crafts or technology or whatever, like I said, think about the Manhattan Project and, and how much the atomic bomb and nuclear bombs changed the world and that technology. Now think about something that is even more... Uh, <laughs> even more of a game changer than that. That could change not just energy, it could change war again. It could change so many different things. So while I think that people should be told about what's going on, I also understand there's a delicate side of this thing where you don't want Russia, China, people that have nefarious, you know. um, um, You want to beat them to that punch. And here's something that could be very well. One one faction could be trying to give us a, Soft disclosure. Bring it in front of Congress just so they push it all together so we can beat China and Russia to figuring out the tech and whatever it is. Because compartmentalized, we're not getting anywhere. But when you're a communist country, you don't do that. So that's one of the things we're running into is a damned if you do, you damned if you don't. And I also understand patriotism. you got to do what you have to do to make sure your country survives because not everybody's a good actor. And we got to be, you know, like we we got to look to the past too. Like what we did to... Oppenheimer was not cool you know like go back and read American Prometheus or look into the what they like uh, Louis Strauss did to Oppenheimer after uh, he basically was one of our heroes you know so it's like stuff like that like we can't repeat that either like if if there's people that are helping push this along and then it comes out they can't be then hauled in front of people and, and you know whatever so Something to think about. I, we can't keep repeating the same mistake of punishing our heroes after they have major breakthroughs in different topics and categories. So um, Shane's really got a cup full of ice over there. I can really I hear it rattling around. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Toby, how's your cat? Fat. Is he going to make it? <laughs> no, You know, nobody warned me. They told me. Siamese, they're so intelligent, they're so vocal, they're so... See, there's my wife yelling at her. She's over there knocking on the bedroom door. <laughs> I bet you, I, I, Toby, guarantee you right now, is possessed. Probably gray. Yeah. No, I think... Um, I have, uh, we have a, a, a doll face Himalayan. You know, she looks like a little... Uh, kind of looks like gizmo a little bit and she looks like she's big but then if you saw our cat wet it's like because she's so fluffy that she turn you know turns into like nothing when that hair gets all wet so <laughs> sorry my wife's chasing her so yeah you... transparency actually they got a good point in chat right now disclosure and transparency robin made a point about um disclosure and transparency 
transparency being the same thing instead of UAPs it said they'd be appreciative just transparency like yeah how they're working it so they, to like, what do you think they're the same so to like to Rob's point if they just said hey this thing's real and it's here and just said that I'm sure there's people that would be like I need more I need more for proof or whatever blah 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 but if they did that, you know, then you wouldn't have to go down the road of like, here's the technology, here's how it works, that kind of a thing. And then so it becomes, um, like you said, you know, uh, uh, basically like a new Cold War or something along those lines. So. Well, yeah, and I mean, you figure if these things are traveling, say, from another galaxy here, um, if one single government has the power to create, say, unlimited free energy, what are the odds that's going to come out? Yeah. I mean, the oil companies, the electric companies would go out of business. So, yeah. I'm just speaking to your point earlier, it's a really tricky subject and a really tricky line to walk. That's why we'd I have to create something too. By... Like, so, like when Oppenheimer, when they came up with the idea of the atomic bomb, they knew that there would have to be some sort of commission, like the Atomic Energy Commission, that would regulate everything. Because you can't just have this knowledge then out there. So any madman that wants, that has enough money and resources, can create this thing and then use it. So maybe if they do disclose in a certain way, that they'd have to create some sort of commission to like oversee how this technology is used and what it's being used for, um, that kind of a thing. So just something yeah, to think about. I, I mean, that's so, assuming any government actually knows what it is. I know right. when we interviewed Lou Elizondo, I asked him the question. I said, on a scale of one to 10, you know, what does the public know about this? And what does the government know as far as what they understand? And he said, the public's like a point. I mean, I'd have to find the quote, but it was like point one versus the government knowing point two. So maybe they just have no clue what's actually going on. Well, I've said that for a long time, too, just because you have more data, you know, like we're all human beings, right? There's not some superhuman being that works in the government, like a, a person with a supercomputer brain that's going to understand these things above and beyond what a normal person. Like, so you have to speculate, like you could do like thought experiments. So like if if we do have this technology or we ha let's just say we have a craft, you could then start to hypothesize and speculate how things might play out around that if that is the case based on what we know about things that are already in place, right? So you could do that. Um, uh, but again, a lot of it's speculative until there's a for sure yes, a for sure no, maybe, you know, whatever. So um. Yeah, and it's like he alluded to as well, you know, if if there's a tribe of say uncontacted people in the jungle somewhere, if a 747 comes in and crashes, they're not going to know what the hell it is. They may take it and maybe use the wings to make a boat, you know, maybe use the propellers as knives. Don't you feel like we'd probably be in the same position when this technology that perhaps thousands of years ahead of what we have crashes? I think, I think it would be different. And I'll tell you why, because I don't think that those people um, the like, let's say you're talking about the indigenous people. Let's say the is a people from like Sentinel Island. I, I know that that's one of the islands where, and actually they just had a, wrote an article about one of the last guys that was a part of an unca uncontacted tribe somewhere, uh, and they followed him around where he was, um, what he was doing as like the last person and everything. But anyways, besides that, I I think it's different because we're actively looking into this thing already, whether we know for it to be this or that or whatever, we're already interested in this thing. I don't, who's to say that those people even give a shit. Like you said, they might look at it as like a resource 
or something that just lands out of the sky. They don't know what it is. It's anomalous, but maybe they don't look at it from the sense of like, they're not actively thinking about what these things falling out of the sky could be is where we're already doing that. If that makes sense. No. Yeah. I, I understand. What do you think, Shane? I completely lost the question. <laughs> I was reading the chat and I, I completely forgot what you were talking about. Dude, that's why we got no. young Chasey, bro. Uh, oh, I know. I was, I was just, we got called up to the big it. leads, bro. No I know. Worries, I know. No worries. Okay. Um, but okay. can we get... start this over? No, I was gonna say, let's start to wrap it up. So we, you know, we're going to, if we're going to do a space or whatever. Yeah. After. Go. Um, um, I just wanted to say, yeah, just to jump in real quick. Um, We've kind of laid out our vision for this podcast, and like I said, we really want to include the community, so anything anybody wants to suggest, tweet us, email us, you know, um, hit up our link tree and see where all of our stuff is, but I would Keep it nice. Keep keep it nice and respectful. We don't need these five-page manifesto rants, okay? Just keep it nice, respectful. We're here to listen. We're here to connect, you know. So. I'm going to get... tell you about that when we finish here. Yeah. If you You're guys come and you it. watch our podcast, I promise you that you'll get every one of us being authentic, being the people that we already are, the ones in the spaces, things like that. Once I especially get a little less nervous about this, but speaking to the things that we know that we can speak to. For me, my experience, everything's played into that. So I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm going to constantly ask questions that I want to know. So if you guys have questions, Make sure you tweet us, you add us, you do whatever it is, because that's part of it. We want to make sure we include everybody in this conversation. Yeah, and if you want to be like part of the crew, you know, follow us on Twitter and say, "Hey, I want, will you will you tag me in things? Will you add me in things? Will you give me, uh, you know, a notification when there's a space? You know." So I think that's definitely hey. a good a good point, Shane. So I wouldn't say hi to Bill. He's here. I just want to say hi to everybody that's, that is watching us too. It's cool. I enjoy hanging out with you guys. You're my closest friends. Yeah. You're screwed. Th- <laughs> Thank you, young Chasey. You're doing a good job. Uh, Kyle, you're awesome. Uh, JH, thank you. Rob, thank you so much for your uh, your uh, sharing a little bit of your own story and everything. Uh, let's see who else we got in here. Uh, study of UAPs, Bill. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chris. Who else? Tara, thank you for putting up with Shane. Uh, uh, <laughs> who else we got in here? Maybe yeah. We had Logan a little bit earlier. Again, Ocean Emily. Uh, yeah, Nora. Screen name. Thank you so much, everybody. You guys are awesome and gals. Um, so yeah, so that's the that's the whole thing. We're gonna we're planning on doing the first episode uh, when Shane gets back from his wounded warrior trip. Um, and uh, support Wounded Warrior. I don't have the link down there right now, but I will put it in there when we're done. Donate, uh, so guys. They saved don- my life along with my family. Donate to Wounded Warrior for sure. And, uh, dude, Shane is just – this isn't a Shane love fest, but listen, when Shane started you know, texting me and he reached out to me and said he liked my podcast and what I was doing, uh, this vibe, you know, like I, I, I talk to a lot of people. I've had tons of guests. I've had friends that I've met online. Uh, Shane just brings this positivity and great energy and um, opportunity because opportunity comes through those 
those avenues. That's if you want to create opportunity for yourself, there's not a better way to do it than to be genuine, nice, and have a positive attitude and vibe. That's the way to do it, folks. And work hard. That's the other part of it. But um, so let everybody know. I also scheduled a space for nine twenty p.m. Pacific Standard. Okay, so we're we're doing a space here shortly. Uh, but yeah, so that that's the whole thing. And then so Shane connected me with Toby. And Toby's an awesome dude. I love Toby. We've had a three-way chat going on and a separate four-way one with young Chasey. And, uh, you know, these are my my kinds of, of people. You know, we're, we're joking, positive vibes. They're really knowledgeable about the UAP UFO stuff. Um, Toby's somehow knows every single person on the planet. Um, yeah. but, Toby's awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so so the whole thing, you know. Again, we've got me, I'm the philosopher, metaphysician, Toby, the investigative journalist. He's going to bring the archives, the, the people, you know, the, the whole vibe of Roswell. Uh, Shane, you know, the old vet, the grizzled vet, you know, he's been through it all. He's been through hell and back. He's got the story to tell, as well as an experiencer with amazing videos and contributions to um, the topic, as well as being a Twitter spaces host and everything. So awesome stuff going on uh, i'm really excited again mind escapes not changing at all if anything we're going to be doing longer episodes having better guests so don't worry about that um and yeah i think that uh this is going to be good for everybody for the community you know we have a positive vibe it's not going to be drama there's not going to be hit pieces or you know you know we're not going to have people on to call them out or anything like that's not going to be like that at all this is all positive vibes good interviews um, yeah, we're going to ask hard questions, you know, but at the same time, uh, yeah, that's just how it goes. So, but, uh, yeah, we love everybody. Uh, check out the, the link tree link down below. It's got all the, the links for all the social media stuff for the new podcast. Again, we don't have an episode yet, but when it does, when we do, it'll be up there. So go follow our link tree, follow all of our social media stuff. There is a, instagram a reddit a twitter uh young chasey's running a facebook group there's a facebook page go follow all that stuff um and uh yeah oh follow toby uh link down below rdr incident at rdr incident follow shane at old vet uh symposium and you can follow me at mike escape i have all the links down below uh, shout out to my brother Maurice. He will be back at the end of the month uh, for our Rick Strassman uh, interview. And I'm trying to think, is there anything else that I wanted to say? Um, yeah, I'll throw something in. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I just wanted to say we've, we've got some big announcements coming, not just our podcast, but the Roswell Daily Record in general. And through that, we're going to be providing opportunities for the UFO community to participate, you know, win access to this, uh, be, be part of what we're doing. You know, it's, it's time we give back to the community because without the UFO community, you know, what are we doing? Yeah. And thank you again. Big thanks to the Roswell daily record. Uh, they're going to be sponsoring the podcast. Um, we went with the boss. She's awesome. She's a very nice lady. She wants to uh, be a part of this as well. And the whole vibe's amazing. So um, I, I, I'm very excited. Um, and, yeah, I'm just I'm really excited to see how this thing grows. And, yeah, bringing people together, that's what it's all about. So, But uh, 
we'll wrap I it up here. Say, oh, yeah, say bye on. to everybody. I'm going to give you guys a hug. Good night. <laughs> Uh, this guy's got more Bigfoot hats than anybody I've ever seen. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, we love – so this is the way we end all of the mind escapes. And, I, you know, I'm sure we'll come up with a new thing for the uh, the Uf- Roswell UFO Symposium. But the way I end all of the podcasts on here is we love everybody, stay safe out there, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>